0: So this morning, it's kind of odd because it's been a few weeks Is actually the conclusion of my series on the book of Colossians. So today is the last day that you're going to see the greater than uh, logo, as far as I'm aware, as far as my plans go today. But we know sometimes that changes. Um, But that's my plan. Today's the last day for uh, our greater series. And just quick to catch us all up on the same page, the book of Colossians written by Paul to the church in Colossae. And he wrote this church And what he said he'd been hearing about the church, they were a good church. He'd heard about their faith in God and their love for man. But he had some concerns because there were influences that were coming against the church. There were influences that were coming from within. There were influences that were coming from outside. There were influences that were coming from their past that were trying to rob what God was doing with this church. And so we'll get to Colossians chapter 3 because that's where we're going to be today. But Paul gives an instruction to the church because he wants them to have all that God has offered them. And, and really what he says to this church is that there's greater things for you. Like we think we've arrived. We think we've made it. We think things are going well. People are talking about us and we're doing good things. And Paul said, no, don't stop because there's greater things for you in the kingdom of God. We've talked about greater hope. We've talked about greater purpose. We've talked about greater qualification. We've talked about greater riches. And we've talked about greater connection that are ours through Jesus Christ. These are all points that Paul makes in this book of Colossians. So today I want to pick up in in Colossians chapter 3. I suppose I better find my clicker. Um, Colossians chapter 3, we're going to read several verses. If my iPad cooperates, that would be wonderful. There we go. Um, I'm going to pray, Father, we thank you this morning for your word. We thank you this morning for the opportunity to look at your word. And I pray for us this day that we would be yours. Our thoughts, our words, our response, your response this day. Lord, we ask for your anointing to continue. We ask for your will to be accomplished and we yield ourselves so you can do what you need to accomplish in Jesus' name. Amen. Colossians 3, this first part will sound very familiar. Since then you've been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your whole life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways, in the ways you once lived, but now you must also rid yourself of all such things as these, that's anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Don't lie to each other, since you've taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self which is being renewed in the knowledge and image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Someone underline that. I love that verse. Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other. And forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful. I want to really dig into these last few verses that I read this morning, but it's funny because we read verses uh, like verse 9 into 10 where it says, take off your old self and put on your new self. And I think at times we assume when we hear those words, this is for like, I'm going to use a new believer, right? This is for like an immature believer. This is, this is kind of like the basics of Christianity. But what I find compelling is this was a letter to a church who was mature and well-known. They were doing things for God. They, they, they were accomplishing his work, but Paul is still using phrases with them like, take off your old self, put to death that old self, and put on the new self. Get rid of things like sexual immorality and greed and impurity and all these things. He's saying this to what I think most of us from the outside perspective would say, that's a mature church. I share that this morning because in some ways we can discount messages because we believe that we're above them, or we believe that they're not for us. I believe there's something in the message today for every believer in Jesus Christ. I believe it's a message for the church, not just the ones that you're looking at and saying, yeah, they need to hear this this morning. This one's for all of us. And so what Paul was doing is he's saying the first thing he said that we read was set your hearts and minds on things above. Church, if we can learn anything through this series, we've got to position our hearts and mind on Jesus Christ. There's plenty of things to get you distracted. There's plenty of things that will take your focus. There's plenty of things that you can be consumed with. You've got to set, you've got to position your heart and mind on things above. And the next step that, that Paul says, because today we're going to talk about the promise of, of a new self, of new, new clothing is what I call it. There's greater clothing that are ours in the kingdom of God. I want to look at the greater clothing that, that Paul specifically writes about throughout the New Testament that is ours in him. Some have heard this before. One of my joys in life is a new pair of socks. You know what I'm talking about? You got your sock with some holes on it, and you rip that plastic bag open, or you you buy the real expensive ones that are just wrapped in a piece of cardboard, you sliding them things on your feet? I'm telling you what, heaven's gonna be new socks. It's like for a day, there's like two little things hugging my feet all day long. You know what I'm talking about? Like there's something about new socks that is, it's invigorating, it's, it's calming, it's, it's everything. I love new socks. And today I want to tell you there's a promise for new clothes that is yours in Jesus Christ. And Paul wants us to recognize the promise that is ours. Many of you know my wife this year is, is, is teaching at the school. And she had some come up to her and give her some finances and say, we want you to buy some, some new clothes before the school year. Why would you buy new clothes before the school year? She's got plenty of clothes. Nancy gives her clothes all the time. She was going through her closet the other day. I don't think she has any clothes that she's bought except for these new ones. And the rest were Nancy's. But that's besides the point. Why would someone say go buy new clothes when you're starting on a new adventure? Because new clothes sometimes bring confidence. They bring value. They bring assurance as you're entering in. There's something about new clothing that is powerful for us. In Paul's message to the church, Paul's message to you, God's message to you this morning is there's some new socks. If you'll pay attention. I got some new socks for you today. If you'll just listen. And so he's given us a process in this chapter. The process that he gave us. The process that he explained was first to set our hearts and minds on him and then do what? It's funny. He says, position your heart and mind on me. And we'll go back just a little bit further. When you you're positioning your heart and mind on me. And the next thing you got to do is is take off. Right. You look at me, you focus on me. And and he says that you have to put off the old self. You have to put off that stuff that you've continued to put on. You know, what good, I was thinking, uh, uh, what good would a new pair of socks be if I left my old stinky ones on? I mean, if you ever see me wearing new socks with old socks underneath, take me to an institution because I'm crazy. And Paul says we first position our hearts and minds on him and then there's some change that has to happen in us. The reality is we all wrestle with sin. We all wrestle with, with things in us that separate us from the Father. And He's telling them, you've got to take that stuff off. What I like about it was, was, He was, He started in this process and, and He goes through two different lines. If I can find it. You know, He says these big ones like sexual morality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed. But then He says, you must also. Like there's a thing sometimes we think we got the big sins covered, so we're good. But the reality is there's things that are separating you from God. And we have to be honest about that. We have to recognize that. We have to realize that. There's stuff in me that separates me from the presence of God. And anything that separates you from God's presence is sin in your life. And we have to be aware of sin. And we have to make a conscious effort to remove that from our lives. It's foolish to put on the new if we won't get rid of the old. That's repentance. That's change. He says there's other things like anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language. Like he's coming down to other things that are separating people from the presence of God. If you're going to wear, if you're going to utilize, if you're going to to put into practice, What God has for you with this greater clothing, you must first put off. Who here got dressed this morning without getting undressed first? Well, why not? Because we have to remove what was in order to put on the new. I mean, it seems like basic preaching, basic teaching. Paul is talking about this to mature believers. I'm saying this to you today as mature believers. Are you taking off the old self? You know, I think, I thought about my kids. I was thinking about my sermon during worship. I thought about my kids. You know, my kids sometimes they come out with the one pair of clothes that like have 16 holes in the knees Or they got stains all over the front of the shirt and they seem to always go back to them. Why do they always go back to the to the pants with holes or why do we still have shirts in our closet from high school? Huh. Isn't that funny? Sometimes the old things are real comfortable. And sometimes it takes your wife cleaning out your closet. Don't look at her. You know, if we don't remove the old, what good is the new? If you can't put off your old self, how are you ever going to be ready for the new self? I talked about socks. That's foolishness to put on new socks over old socks. It's foolishness to try to clothe ourselves with the promises of God, with the wardrobe that God has given us, if we're not willing to truly repent and change ourselves and position ourselves for what He has for us. So then He says, after you've taken off the old, uh, I've got new clothes. I want to talk about the new clothes that God has for us, the greater clothes that He has for us in His kingdom. In these verses, just these verses from, from, from this, this chapter. He says the following things. I want to give you a new self. Clothe yourself. Put on the new self. Put on compassion. Put on kindness and humility and gentleness and patience and forgiveness and love and peace. All those in those verses that we just read, Paul talked about the promise that we must put those on. Now, when was the last time Pastor Steve is being Real simple this morning. When was the last time you consciously put on the new self? When was the last time... You consciously put on compassion or kindness or or humility or gentleness or patience or forgiveness or love or peace. You know, sometimes in ourselves, we say, I'm not, I'm not a peaceful person. I just don't have much peace. Or "I, I can't, I can't forgive. Or I'm not, I'm not my wife. I'm not a compassionate person. She tells me that a lot of times. It's not about what we're not, but about what he's provided. It's not about what you don't have. It's about what He's offering. And sometimes we have to literally put on the new self. We have to think about I thought about what shoes I wanted to wear and which, my, my belt's the cheap kind that can be brown or black, which end of the belt had to sit out so it matched my shoes. I had to be aware of what I was putting on this morning. We need to be aware of what we're putting on through Jesus Christ. He's offered us greater clothes that are ours in him there is a new self there is compassion there is kindness humility gentleness peace forgiveness that are yours and i'm not a loving person has anyone ever had to put on love has anyone ever forgot to put on love There's greater clothes. Paul, he writes about putting on things throughout his epistles, his letters to the early church. He says, rather clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ. Do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. In Ephesians chapter 4, you were taught... In your former way of life to put off the old self, which is being corrupted by its evil desires, to be made new in the attitude of your mind and put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Sometimes I've got to put on righteousness and sometimes I've got to put on holiness. Sometimes I've got to put on Christ. I've got to put on who I've become in him. A lot of these words sound much like Galatians chapter five, the fruit of the spirit the fruit of the Spirit, the product of the Spirit of God, the clothing that is yours as a child of God that is available to you if you'll receive it, is love, joy, peace, patience or forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Huh? And who needs to put on some self-control sometimes? Saturday afternoon and the Huskers are coming on? Huh? Sunday morning and the Bengals are playing. Come at me. Testimony. I talked about sin. I've talked about this before. When I was in Kentucky and I could be home to watch the Bengals game, they were sin in my life. And I will tell you, our home was affected because I didn't put on self-control. And I'd get so aggravated because the Bengals, see, I couldn't say this when I first moved here. I can say it now. The Bengals were like the Huskers. They lost a lot. But I'm a fanatic. So it was always going to be different. And then they always messed up and lost. They bungled is the, is the word. I mean, it's literally like a, an adjective or whatever that people use a verb to describe uh, teams that screw up. They bungle. That was my team. But I wouldn't put on self-control. I'd go to church and I'd leave church right away so I could get home to watch them screw up. And I never put on self-control. And then my wife didn't want to be with me that night because I was in a bad mood because of something different. Why? Ephesians 6, what do we put on? We put on the full armor of God. So when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist... The breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. There is greater things for you and I to put on as as children of God. But we have to do it. We can talk about new clothes and we can talk about what's available. But what good is your wardrobe if you won't put it on? He literally says to clothe yourself, to put on. It's a Greek word. It's it's from two words. It's a Greek word word, word, enduno, which literally means to clothe yourself. It's from the word en, which is on, which is in honor among, I think, and from the word "duno," which means to sink into. Boy, my socks! <laughs> sink into some socks. There's action to getting addressed. It's up to you whether or not you clothe yourself. Right. My kids get dressed. Sometimes they wear the old clothes and sometimes they wear the unmatched clothes. My wife would say the same thing about me. But we dress ourselves. As mature believers, as as we grow and mature in Jesus Christ, it's our responsibility what we're putting on. It's our responsibility what we're sinking into. You know, guys, I can talk about me and my socks. What about you and your hats? How does a cowboy feel when they put a new hat on? Get some new boots. Huh, Trevor? Got a little pep in your step. A little swagger in your waddle. (laughs) What good is it if I never put it on? What good is it if I never do my part to... To sink into what good is it if I'm not willing to take the time, you know, to to get dressed, to to be conscious of what I need to wear this day. You know, I thought about it. Some of these some of these words that that we've talked about, I don't always put them on, but I need to put them on. Look at this story from from Isaiah chapter 61. These verses will be very familiar, but I think they're a great understanding of the importance of clothing ourselves. Isaiah 61, this is the prophet speaking, says, The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to pray, proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and to release from darkness for the prisoners to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord they for the display of his splendor. Now what do we see in those verses that the prophet is saying? The prophet is saying that there's a purpose for me. Right? He said the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why? Because he's called me. He's appointed me. He's positioned me to preach good news. I've got to go. There's a job for me to do. So so for me to do my job. He, he, he's going to have to get dressed. They will rebuild the ancient ruins. Sorry. And restore the places long devastated. They will renew The ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. Strangers will shepherd your flocks. Foreigners will work in your fields and vineyards. And you will be called priests of the Lord. And you will be ministers of our God. You'll feed on the wealth of nations and their riches you'll boast. Instead of your shame, you'll receive a double portion. Instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance. And so you will inherit a double portion in your land. And everlasting joy will be yours. For I, the Lord, Love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. In my faithfulness, I will reward my people and make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants will be known among the nations. That's legacy, Luke. And their offspring among the peoples. All who see them will acknowledge that they are a people the Lord has blessed. I delight greatly in... In the Lord my soul rejoices in my God why because he's clothed me with garments of salvation he's arrayed me in a robe of his righteousness as a bridegroom adorns his head like a priest and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels for as soil makes a sprout come up and a garden causes a seed to grow so the sovereign lord will make righteousness and praise spring up before all the nations you see there's a wardrobe that's yours for what God has called you to do There's, there's, there's clothing that is yours for who God has made you to be. I promise you, some days as a father, I need to put on patience. I don't do it. I promise you, sometimes as a pastor, I need to make the choice to put on love. <laughs> you know, there's days where I need to make the choice to put on gentleness. Or, or I need to make the choice to put on Humility. This summer, I would go visit my family because they spent the whole summer at the pool. A lot of times I showed up at the pool in a pair of blue jeans. What's the purpose in wearing blue jeans to the pool other than indicating I'm not getting in? Right? We've all been there where you didn't put the right thing on and you went out and you were freezing cold or you were burning up. You don't wear your church, clothes your church clothes to go break check. We were at career day the other day with Elliot in, 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 in the kindergarten class. And, and so I got to sit in there and listen to a bunch of people talk about their jobs. You know what a lot of people had? Clothing that they wore for the purpose in which they were doing. So there was a guy in there with some scrubs on. There, were, there was a guy in there with some shots on depending upon what you're doing, maybe determines what you're wearing. And this wardrobe is yours, so, so some mornings you may wake up and know, guess what, I need to pick out for me. These are, this, this is all the words that I came up with from the verses that I've read today. All of these, and I'm sure plenty more, is available to you through Jesus Christ. But I look at that list and I say, man, sometimes I need joy. You know, sometimes we feel weak. The word that I talked about, the enduno word, it's the same word that is in Acts chapter 2, or Acts chapter 1, I'm sorry, where it says you will be endued with power, you'll be clothed with power from on high. There's a position of, of clothing, there's a position of power that God wants to give us. Sometimes I know I'm feeling weak. Sometimes I feel like I can't get through today. Sometimes I know what's coming and I have to put on power to get me ready for what's coming. Mary and I, we'll go back a long time now. When I first moved to Crawford, uh, I, I had the joy and pleasure of doing some funerals for people that I never met. And I remember, I'm not even sure whose funeral it was, Mary, but we were out south of town, I think at the Catholic Cemetery. And it was Nebraska in winter, but negative 10 and windy. And I didn't have a nice jacket. All I had was my suit coat. I mean, I had some winter jackets, but I didn't have the right clothing for the attire. And so I went out there and froze (laughs) because I didn't have the right clothing. How foolish is it if I would have had a jacket in my closet not to wear what I have to do the task that's before me? You guys can come forward. I should probably look at my notes since I haven't yet. Oh, I got another story. Here's a good one. Talking about wearing the right thing. I remember the first time I ever put up square bales of hay. I was in Kentucky. I was in high school. And it was 100 degrees. Now, 100 degrees in Kentucky is like a sauna. I mean, there's this stuff called humidity in the air in Kentucky a lot of times. That means it's wet, it's gross. And so what I decided the best attire for that day was shorts and a t-shirt man what I would have given for a pair of blue jeans and a long sleeve shirt my legs and my arms were scratched up because I didn't put on what I needed for that day I've joked with my wife maybe one of my retirement jobs I'm going to come up with a line of clothing it's going to be a line of socks. You know, we got fruit of the loom. I'm going to have fruit of the Spirit. You know what I'm saying? What if every morning I went to my, my sock drawer and I looked in my sock drawer and I saw some love and some joy and some peace? I saw some, some purpose. I saw Christ. I saw joy. And what if, what if I just took a moment to think about which socks I'm going to wear today and I went to my, my sock drawer and, and, and I grabbed out them joy socks because I knew I needed them today. And I literally put on my socks that were joy. You know, to end the service today, uh, I wanted to figure out a way that we could put this in practice. And, and I told my wife I was going to print off a bunch of labels and she said, there's no way people will do that. I was going to print off a bunch of labels with just the different words that are up here on the screen. But instead what I did was I made socks. I made socks. Not real socks, but, but cutouts of socks. Because I want us to be able to apply what we've been hearing. And, and so I'm going to have these, these cutouts of socks up here. And my encouragement to you today, I don't know what, what you need to put on. But that you would come up and you would put on that piece of paper, whatever you need to wear for today. That you would put on what you need to clothe yourself in this day. But before we get to putting on, what do we have to do? The first thing we have to do is set our hearts and minds on things above. we got to position ourselves to look at the Father. And as we look at the Father, you know what he might speak to you? He might say, hey, before you put that new stuff on, why don't you get some of that old ratty stuff off? Why don't you take some of that stuff that you haven't let go of and just take it off this morning and and, and set it aside. Put to death the old self in what is. Look at him and let him. He loves you. We were talking about how the spirit of God speaks in Sunday school. I believe his spirit will speak to you as you're saying, God, I want to look to you. I want to look at you because I want the greater things that you have for me. And he might say, hey about them Bengals. And listen or else they'll move you 1,200 miles away and you'll be preaching while they're playing. Listen to what he says. Put off. That's repent. That's, That's just lay it down. And then put on. Put on the joy, the love, the peace, the power, the praise. Father, this morning in this place, God, I thank you for the greater things. I thank you for Jesus Christ. I thank you that he died, that my sin might be forgiven. That through him I become a joint heir, a child of God. That because I'm a child of God, how extravagant is the love that you pour out on me? I know, God, that you're with me. I know that you will never leave me. I know, God, that you're always there in spite of whatever else is going on. Help me to set my heart. Set my mind. On you. And God, as I... As I look to you, talk to me. You know, if there's things I need to change, if there's things I need to see, if there's, if there's positions of the old me that you want me to remove, God, help me today to hear your voice, to take that stuff off. Because you got some new socks for me this morning. God we know what what today means we know what purpose you've given us the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because he's called me to bring good news there's people who need God good news and you've chosen us Let us clothe ourselves with what you've given. Let us know this day, God, what we need to put on. If it's a word that's not on the screen, but a word that's in your word, God, let us write it down as you speak to us. Spirit of God, we yield ourselves. We ask that you would speak to our hearts this morning. Spirit of God, we yield our thoughts. We ask that you would speak to our minds this morning. Spirit of God, we yield our eyes. We ask that we would see, God, what you need us to see. So that we can do, God, what you've called us to do. Jesus name I'm going to have them sing this song I'll spread these socks out a little bit further you can come get one, two, I don't know how many you want to take but there was action in this verse look up take off and put on there's action for us this morning is to put on Sink into. You know, you can just ride on on one of these and, and, and then you can just go through the motions for pastor where you can put on, you can clothe yourself, you can sink into. I think about sinking into the love of God, the peace of God, the humility that's mine through him. Sinking into Christ and my identity in him. Seeking into to purpose or, or, or self-control. Like, sink into it. Resonate. Let it resonate with you. This morning as they're leading us in a chorus, I also, because we haven't had an opportunity yet, want to make sure to open the altar up. But as a pastor, I'm here to pray with you. If you say, Pastor, I need help. uh, I need help with this whole process. Seeing God or putting off the old self and not putting it back on. I want to be here to pray with you. If you've got other situations, you need a pastor or a a friend to stand with you, I want to be able to do that this morning. In Jesus' name. They're going to lead us in a chorus and and we can respond. Um, I was teasing teasing Nancy about my wife's wardrobe. The cool thing is, with my kids, they get lots of hand-me-downs. I gave Graham a pair of shoes that Levi wore, but his shoes had worn out, and he was as excited as could be to have a different pair of shoes. Uh, And I share that because I think sometimes these garments that we wear are ones that we can pass on to someone else. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me. He's clothed me so I can clothe others. And sometimes it's my clothes that I offer to someone else. It's my joy. It's my peace. It's my humility. It's my my self-control that I pass on to someone else that becomes new for them. I say the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you, may he turn his face towards you, grant you his peace, and may you clothe yourself with all that he has. Amen? Be blessed.